Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. All right, welcome to the December 17th version of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan Dredder. I'm the head soccer coach for the boys at De La Salle uh, and also the director of coaching soccer innovations. We always start off our show in a prayer, and we pray in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. So God, we thank you for this Advent season as we're preparing for the second coming of Christ. We pray that we'll also be able to understand that the sport of soccer is a great tool in teaching young people how to deal with the adversities of life and with disrespect and and all the stresses that come with it. Pray that we'll be able to uh, be a unified voice um, and unite everybody who are who are coaching and playing and just enjoying the game of soccer in Louisiana so we can be all on the same page. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, it's been a busy, busy week. Uh, this is Louisiana Showcase Week, one of my favorite weeks of the year. Uh, the showcase this year is going to be pretty intense for me. And uh, uh, in Lake Charles, Jason Ortling's done another good job of uh, putting a schedule together. And and uh, a lot of us just can't wait to see what do we have. And uh, we'll find out pretty quick. Playing four games in two days will show a lot. And uh, my guys are stoked about playing and uh, spending a night in a hotel and all. But um, but anyhow, we need to report on what's going on in soccer in the last the last seven days since our last show. I appreciate the feedback, by the way. I'll talk about it more in the third segment. Uh, but I appreciate the feedback. And uh, we want you involved with the show as much as possible. And uh, we're still working on this Facebook Live um, um, modem. Uh, stay tuned with that. But right now, I don't think we're ready to launch just yet. We want to do it first class. So we will uh, keep you up to date as to when we will go back to Facebook Live. Uh, we'll talk about the girls uh, in the next segment. And uh, we'll talk, their top 10 has just come out. And uh, we'll talk about the boys and uh, our new power ranking um, on LA Prep Soccer is kind of going to help us be able to see really a minute by minute um, what's going on uh, in the power rankings. And their power rankings to me are so confusing. And um, it's it's been breaking my heart to hear coaches talking about like, well, I'm not playing good teams because I need to get a better power ranking. And I don't think that's going to develop the sport, but I've been beating that dead horse to death. Power rankings aren't going anywhere. So we'll talk about that in the last segment. But the first segment concerns me the most. Um, we have a really, really good uh, person uh, who's taken the lead for us at the LHSA and, and Coach Fallon Buckner. And uh, she spotted a trend, uh, and she's trying to be very, very proactive. She sent an email out to all the coaches, and I, I really think the players and the fans need to hear this because um, f- parents especially, your kids are listening to you. You really, really, really need to let the coaches coach and the referees referee. We have a referee shortage. We need referees. These referees need to be encouraged. Most referees I talk to that have quit, they quit because they just don't want to take the harassment from the stands. They get paid pretty well, but it's just not worth it uh, to be called everything under the sun 
Uh, yo, it is hard to see 22 people moving constantly at the same time. It's a sport like no other. I mean, basketball's got 10, uh, but we have 22, okay? And uh, that's a lot of people to be watching. I don't care if you have three referees. And the pros, we've, got, we've, we've gotten to the point where now we need five. And we're still getting things wrong. That's part of the game. Um, bad calls are part of the game. How you react to it and how you're built to respond to it. And I think that's actually a teaching moment. How many of you out here listening have had just a perfect day at work or at school every day of your life uh, where you've been treated fairly every day of your life? In traffic, you've been treated fairly every day of your life. I mean, that, that just not that doesn't happen. Soccer is, is, I think, one of the greatest sports in the world because it really does reflect the real world and how we're supposed to respond to it. And uh, and if you respond to unfairness with cursing, swearing, rage, uh, and the like, and feel like you have to attack the people that you feel you've been disrespected by, uh, that's the kind of world we're going to uh, be promoting. And right now, I think that's rampantly out of control. And uh, and I hate to, well, I'm not going to stand under my watch and, and let soccer be a contributor to that kind of behavior. You know, she put out this memo, and right now we're, we're at the midway point of the season. Hard to believe, huh? We're in the midway point of the season. Uh, but to date, we've reached uh, basically 30% of all of our, our bad marks. Um, uh, we've had five coaches ejected. Okay, that's 27% of last year's total. Of 18 coaches ejected. And, y'all, look, it, unlike basketball, basketball, a lot of coaches get ejected because it's a technique to have a good assistant coach there and kind of like sets the tone and – Yada, yada, yada. But a soccer coach getting ejected is a different animal. You know, uh, it is. I mean, uh, your players are going to reflect the coach. Uh, they always do. Uh, and sometimes the parents reflect the coach. Um, uh, and if you're going to get ejected from the game, how could you not expect your your kids to be ejected from the game? The cursing right now is out of control. Um, and, y'all, unlike football, American football, people in the stands can hear the cursing, okay? Uh, it's not like we're in these big, big um, uh, packed stadiums where uh, what you say can't be heard, you know? So uh, boys fighting. Uh, we've had three kids ejected. Uh, we had 10 last year, so we're at 30%. Uh, we've had um, uh, four ejections uh, for uh, uh, the girls' fights. And uh, so right now we're at the 30% mark um, um, for total ejections, which, you know, I mean, you could look at it and say, hey, we're, we're probably getting better. We should be at 50% halfway through the season. But, uh, but really, uh, I think our target number is zero. Okay? It, it has to be. Um, you might see how I coach. Um, uh if you ever been to one of my games, I have a rule that we really do not talk to the referees unless they speak to you uh, and want to and ask you a question. I don't want my players talking to the referees. Uh, they're not going to hear me jawing at the referees. I try my best to get my parents to not talk to the referees during the game unless they have a compliment. Uh, I need my parents and the fans to cheer for my team and not against the other team. Uh, intimidating the other team is is. It seems like it's a tradition um, that that is a sad thing. Um, 
these are teenagers on the field. You call them names. It's going to get under their skin. That's the purpose of doing stuff like that. And uh, and I really, really, really hate the gamesmanship. Uh, I played a game the other day where the gamesmanship was just rampant. And I, and I went to the referee at halftime. And that's when I talked to the referees. Before the game and at halftime. And let them know what my concerns are. Uh, first, I compliment them for being referees. But, you know, if, I have, if there's something going on that I'm really not um, pleased with, I'll, I'll let them know. So in a way, I don't disrespect them out in public and uh, and cause them to really get defensive and maybe uh, stick it to my team. They're humans too, you know. Um, you know, I tell my kids, if, as soon as you start telling the referees what they should be calling, don't expect a positive result uh, in the future. You know, sometimes referees do get intimidated, and a lot of you coaches out here, you play the referee game. You know, you complain and whine, so that way uh, the the little things get passed off and, and the game starts to get called your way, and I understand that. I'm a coach. I've been coaching 30 – it's my 38th year coaching. I understand that. I just don't think it, it – um, it is a very good thing to teach the young children, okay? And yes, an 18-year-old is still underage, in my opinion, and uh, and being formed. So, anyhow, um, uh, that's my that's my beef on all of this. Uh, I'd love to get the director of referee uh, referees uh, on the show. I've invited her maybe for the next show. <clears throat> her name is uh, excuse me. Uh, his name is Lee Sanders, and. Uh, I would really like to hear uh, what they're going through and how much this is hurting their recruiting, trying to get younger kids to uh, be referees. Y'all, I'm trying to get all my players to be referees, and they just won't do it, even though the money's fantastic. Uh, and I think that's the reason why. Oh, well, that's my rant for the week. We'll talk about girls' soccer next on Monday Night Football, your voice for you, soccer. We'll see you after the break. It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns, trivia, historical flashbacks, and my editorials. That'll make even the most diehard sports fans go wow. From the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long. The WGNO Sports Zone, Wednesdays at 1015. All right, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We always do the ladies first and uh, uh, and go over their scores and and uh, give them respect. Uh, um, and I tell you what, the uh, first power rankings or, or, or the first top 10 uh, has come out. Um, and also, I'm going to compare that to the power rankings. But I want to go over s- just some scores of note. Okay, from the last week. Um, yes, I, I got the message. I, I, I read too many scores last week, and uh, I felt it while I was reading it. Okay, um, if you want to really get to get to see all the scores, they're all posted on Max Preps on LHSAA website, and of course, our our favorite uh, in our forum, uh, LAPrepsoccer.com, LAPrepsoccer.com. Well, I think I think the uh, the the games of note: Mandeville and Ben Franklin tied. Uh, which 
Uh, uh, let me back up a second. All these scores basically tell me that we have no clue who's going to win the state championship right now. And we have an idea of who should be in the top five, I think. Uh, but it is a wide-open race, and that's a good thing, okay? I, I think it's a good thing. Of course, you have your power, St. Scholastica, for sure. Um, but... Uh, there, there's just a lot of competition, and that that just bodes well um, for for excitement. And uh, look at these scores: Mandeville and Ben Franklin tie one one, ESA beat Lafayette one to zero, St. Thomas More beat Turlings one to nothing. But that's one to nothing, uh, and that that is a rivalry. Uh, St. Scholastica and North Shore tied one one in that brutal district up there in the North Shore. Lakeshore beat Fountain Blue two to zero. Neville um, beat their rival West Monroe two to one. De La Salle um, beat East Ascension three to zero. Uh, not East Ascension, excuse me. Um, East Jefferson. Um, sorry, sorry, all you Lady Spartans and uh, and um, Gonzalez. Anyhow, Vanderbilt beat Parkview four to nothing. St. Joe's beat Saint Amant one nothing, uh, which I think is pretty notable. West Monroe beat Caddo. Magnet one to zero. Uh, Brandon, Mississippi beat Newman three to one. Um, Madison Central beat Mount Carmel three to zero. And St. Scholastica, though, however, beat Ocean Springs, Mississippi three to nothing. So, um, how do we rank against Mississippi? Uh, looks like it's a toss up, huh? Neville beat Caddo Magnet uh, three to zero. So, Caddo had a pretty rough week. Turlings uh, lost to Loyola three to two. Uh, Loyola look is looking like uh, they're going to be a team to contend with. St. Thomas More beat Mandeville three to nothing. Okay, um, St. Thomas More is making a lot of noise this year. Dominican beat North Shore two to one, which is significant, and Lafayette beat Catholic High New Iberia one to nothing. So, in Division One. The number one team in the coaches' poll is St. Scholastica, but in uh, in the power rankings, Mandeville's number one. Of course, uh, uh, with two losses just now, it's just how does all this math work out? Mandeville's number two in in the coaches' poll, but West Monroe's number two in the, in the power rankings. Acadiana's three in the coaches' poll. St. Scholastica's three in the uh, power rankings. Bird is number four in both. Dominican is number five in the coaches' ranking, but North Shore is number five in the power rankings. Mount Carmel is six, uh, but St. Joe's is six uh, in the power rankings. Uh, North Shore is number seven in the coaches' rankings, with Acadiana number seven uh, in the power rankings. Uh, Saint um, uh, Lafayette is number nine in the uh, well. St. Joseph's is number eight in the. Coaches ranking, uh, and Dominican is number eight in the power rankings. Um, Lafayette is number nine in the coaches rankings, and Mount Carmel is number nine in the power rankings, and Dutchtown is number ten in the uh, coaches rankings, but Thibodeau is number ten uh, in the power rankings with Dutchtown number fourteen. So there's, there's obviously a disparity between the opinions. And the uh, the wonderful numbers that people love to crunch in Division Two, St. Thomas More is number one in both. Central Lafouche is number two in both, and they look like they're on a collision course. They really, really are. Um, Lakeshore 
is number three in the coaches' rankings, while Sam Houston is three in the power rankings. Ben Franklin is four in the coaches' rankings, uh, but Lakeshore is number four in the power. Uh, Neville's number five in both. South Terrebonne uh, is number six, but uh, uh, their crosstown rival Terrebonne is number six in the um, in the power rankings. Uh, Destrahan is number seven in both. Uh, Caddo Magnet is eight, while Washita Parish is eight in the power rankings. Um, Sam Houston is nine in the coaches' poll. Live Oak is nine in the power rankings. Central and West Washita tied for 10 in the coaches' poll. Um, but Central of Baton Rouge is number 10 in the, uh, in the uh, power rankings, which is basically what counts, okay? So Ben Franklin is number 12 in the power rankings. Um, yeah, which, which, uh, you know, I mean, that's a huge disparity four and 12. So, uh, the power rankings is going to have to work their sums out, themselves out in, um, division three, um, in division three, uh, university lab is number one in the coaches, uh, but the number two in the power rankings, St. Louis is number one in the power rankings. Vanderbilt is number two uh, in the coaches' poll, but number four in the power rankings. St. Louis is three in the coaches' poll. Okay, Turlings is number three in the power rankings. So in the power rankings, it's St. Louis, University, Turlings, Vanderbilt. Um, in the coaches' poll, University, Vanderbilt, St. Louis, and Turlings. Now, number five is Edie White in the coaches' poll. Uh, Edie White's number 11 uh, in the power rankings. Who's number five there is South Beauregard. Okay. Number six is Menard in both polls. Number seven, Parkview Baptist for the, gir uh, for the girls' coaches' poll. Uh, DeRitter is number seven in the power rankings. Hannon is number eight while North DeSoto is number eight in the power rankings. Uh, and number 10 is DeRitter. Uh, Erath is number nine. Uh, and Cecilia is number 10. Oops, I forgot. I think I forgot to say Parkview Baptist was number seven in the um, in the coaches' poll. Anyhow, Parkview Baptist is number 14 in the power rankings. Hannon is 13 in the power rankings. And uh, and so there you have your disparity, um, but unfortunately the tiebreaker there is none. Uh, it's the power rankings that are going to determine the playoffs. So uh, I think the coaches' poll kind of uh, kind of shows you how coaches are going to expect it's going to end up. But with the number crunching, you know, I don't know. Now look, uh, in Division Four, Newman is ranked number one by the coaches, but Loyola Prep is number one because they're thirteen one and zero. Academy of Sacred Heart of New Orleans is ranked number two, and I think that's a pretty safe uh, uh, bet. Um, but Homa Christian is number two in the power rankings. Loyola Preps number three. Um, Sterlington is number three in the in the power rankings. Crest Episcopal is number four in both. Okay, Covenant Christian is number five. They're number 11 in the power rankings. And number five in the power rankings is Louise McGee. Um, Thomas Jefferson is number six. ESA is number six in the power rankings. Evangel is number seven. North Lake Christian is number seven in the power rankings. Red River is eight. And uh, number eight is Isidore Newman. Uh, Runnels and St. Fred's tied for nine. Um, you have Washita Christian and Patrick Taylor. Um, Patrick Taylor, wow, um, is number 10. Now, uh, 
looking at this Red River, I'm looking to see. Let's see. Red River is 40th. They're zero and seven. And Red River got um, the eighth ranking in Division Four. And there's a lot of banter about that on LAPrepsoccer.net. You can join in the conversation. Uh, they'd love to hear you. And um, anyhow, when we come back, we're going to go over the boys, uh, top 10. And um, I don't know if I'm going to go over the power rankings. We did kind of last week. We're going to go over the scores, though, for the boys. And uh, in uh, Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future, and of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNOLA.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNOLA.com. You can advertise your business for as little as $50. Contact us to see our rates and get your business in front of the Gulf Coast soccer community. Follow us on Twitter at MNFUTBOL, as well as Facebook, or call us at 504 577 504-577-3131. All right. Welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for you, soccer. Now let's go over the boys' results this week. Uh, we're going to focus really on the top 10. Um, and first of all, I want to um, thank uh, the uh, everyone with the feedback. I had uh, really good feedback from a coach I really, really respect. And he basically said that my uh, love for ESA might be overstated uh, as the best team in the state. I guess I'm thinking from last year. Of all the soccer games I watched in the state championships, I thought ESA played the better brand and uh i guess there's only one way to find out who's the best team is they've got to play and uh i don't know if uh that game is going to ever happen i don't see how esa and uh st paul's or jesuit can play each other or holy cross uh, uh we'll keep our eyes open maybe in a tournament somewhere uh, they'll play uh, but I respect that opinion a lot. Uh, one thing I'll say about Division One teams, as my guys found out, is that in the top four uh, teams, you can sub in 11 players and you won't skip a beat, uh, whereas with the smaller schools, that's just next to impossible. With one exception, uh, maybe, uh, St. Louis. Uh, they seem to have 40 kids dressed out every time I watch them play. And uh, get to play them this week, and uh, I'm sure my guys are going to be intimidated when they see all all of that blue and orange sitting on the sidelines. All right, in Division One, Jesuit and St. Paul split the top ten votes, uh, the top votes for the top ten. Jesuit got six, and St. Paul's got four last week. Uh, Jesuit is nine zero and two, and they beat Saint Aug, uh, Chalmette, and Rommel, uh, blanking all of them. Um, and St. Paul's is six zero and two. And uh, they beat East Ascension three to one, and tied Madison Central one to one. Denham Springs is nine and two. They beat Hammond five to zero, but they lost to Lafayette two to one. Okay, uh, um, that that's significant to me. North Shore uh, is ten one and two, and they beat Newman four to two. 
Uh, North Shore is for real. Catholic of Baton Rouge beat Dutchtown 4-3. to three. Um, So there you have the top six Jesuits. St. Paul's down on Springs, North Shore Catholic. St. Amant uh, uh, now is... Um, Nine, two, and one. Uh, number six, uh, they beat Acadiana four to nothing, and my alma mater six to zero. Um, Dutchtown beat Woodlawn three to zero and lost to Catholic of Baton Rouge four to three, but that must have been one uh, great game to watch. Lafayette, uh, as we said before, um, um, beat Denham Springs two to one uh, and tied Jackson Prep two to two. Uh, Alexandria, uh, Drew with West Monroe, 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, and Bird uh, beat Southwood 9-0 and Loyola Prep 5-3. Other Division One schools that need to be uh, mentioned, I think, is Mandeville. They beat Pearl River, South Terrebonne, and H.L. Bourgeois, but then they lost to Terrebonne 3-4. Um, Barb needs to be mentioned. They're 9-1-3. They beat Karen Crow, Sam Houston, and tied Zachary. And there's no shame in tying Zachary. Also, Slidell is undefeated. They beat St. Michael 2 to nothing, Walker 5 to nothing, and Drew with Pope John Paul II 2 to 2. Um, and that's, I think, well, that'll do it for Division 2. Now, I mean, excuse me, Division 1. Now, in Division 2, and the coaches poll, Holy Cross is solidly up there, but East Jefferson has two votes. Uh, that's probably going to change this week. Holy Cross beat Grace King 5 to 1, and Episcopals 3 to 1. And, uh, uh, whereas East Jefferson tied West Jefferson one to one in a grudge match, and uh, but um, I, I think um, Division Two is, is wide open, just like last year. Holy Cross probably being the cream of the crop, but uh, a lot of schools not far behind, especially the number three school, St. Thomas More. They beat Como two to nothing and Edie White five to one. Okay, I've heard Edie White lost some players from last year, but five to one, wow. Boshin beat Opelousas Catholic in St. Martinville. Number five is Woodlawn at Baton Rouge. They beat Walker 6-1, but lost to Dutchtown 3-0. Lakeshore beat North Lake Christian 3-1. Fountain Blue 3-1. And St. Louis 1-0. So I think you're going to see Lakeshore leap up there um, and get into the top three this week. Caddo Magnet lost to Captain Shreve 1-0. Riverdale beat Landry Walker, but then lost to Helen Cox, one to nothing. Uh, Terrebonne, I'm going to be playing Riverdale this week. I'll let you know what they really have uh, uh, a week from now on the next week's show. Terrebonne beat H.L. Bourgeois. Thibodeau beat Mandeville and Central Lafouche. What a week, okay? So they're 9-1-3. Uh, Ruston uh, beat Evangel 6-2, but lost to Loyola Prep. Five to nothing. I think uh, we'll talk about Loyola Prep in a minute, but I think Loyola Prep is poised for a serious run this year. Uh, other teams, of course, we talked about Central Lafouche a minute ago. They lost to Terrebonne, but they beat Destrehan, H.L. Bourgeois, and Morgan City. So Central Lafouche is 6-4-3 and three and has to be paid attention to. I think Ben Franklin out of the top 10 is ridiculous. They're 5-3, and three, but they beat Belchase 4-1 and Rummel, yes, Rummel 3-2. So uh, don't count Ben Franklin out ever in Division Two, okay? Um, so there, there's the top, uh, top, top teams in Division Two. Now Division Three, St. Louis Catholic is perched on top. But they didn't get all ten first place votes. Uh, they got seven. Um, 
they beat DeRitter, Pope John Paul II, lost to Lakeshore, but then drew North Lake Christian. So they're 6-2-3. and three. University Lab got a first-place vote. They beat Nish, 5-0, um, Acadiana, 3-0, and St. Thomas Aquinas, 8-0. Yo, that, that means that they are good. Uh, Turling's Catholic uh, got two first-place votes, and they beat Catholic of New Iberia, 5-3. They'll be playing them in the in showcase. Um, Edie White beat Haynes, 2-1, and uh, um, and then lost to St. Thomas More, 5-1. to one. Uh, And look, we played Haynes this week, uh, my De La Salle boys, and Haynes is a pretty good squad. So Edie White is still a, a, a team that you got to watch out for. Loyola Prep, though, I think is going to move up. They beat Nacogdoches Central, 5-0. Ruston, 5-0. Nacogdoches, 6-0. But lost to Bird, three to five in a grudge match. Vanderbilt Catholic tied Bonneville two to two, and Bonneville's got some talent. Uh, Vanderbilt Catholic is one five and two, uh, whereas Parkview Baptist is seven zero and one, uh, and they beat Hannon six to one and Noma three to zero. Holy Savior Menard uh, beat Grant and uh, eight to zero. Loyola College Prep, 9-1. And Episcopal of Cadiana, they drew 0-0. I think um, that is a significant result. Hannon beat Christ Episcopal, which is a good team. St. Martin's, and but lost to Parkview Baptist, 6-1. Um, North Vermilion uh, lost to Nish, 3-0, but then tied Benton, 1-1. One one. So... Um, Haynes Academy, I think, is a team that we're going to have to pay attention to. They beat De La Salle, my guys, 2 to nothing, and they only lost to Edie White, 1-2. to two. Uh, Other teams in Division Two, I think we need to watch out, is North DeSoto. They beat Northwood, 5-2, to two. and uh, and I think that'll do it for uh, – I think um, uh, I'll be able to see DeRitter this week. They beat Buckeye, 3 to nothing, but lost to St. Louis, 1-3. to three. Okay, in Division Four, ESA, the team, yeah, that I'm crazy about. Of course, I haven't seen them play this year. I saw them play last year, but look, they 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 went. They did not allow a goal this week. Uh, they beat Westminster 8-0, Rapid 6-0, Washington Christian 9-0, but then they drew to Menard 0-0, as we mentioned earlier. Isidore Newman uh, is second. Uh, they lost to North Shore, which is no slouch, and then tied St. Thomas Aquinas 0-0. North Lake Christian lost to Lakeshore and then tied St. Louis 1-1. One one. Um, North Lake Christian can never count Coach Chetta and those boys out at all. Episcopal uh, beat Bruley 8-0, but then lost to a really good Holy Cross squad 3-1. to one. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas lost to University 8 to nothing, and then Drew Newman 0-0. Zero zero. So, y'all, it's just too early in the year to, to be predicting anything. Catholic of New Iberia, play them Friday. Um, they beat Erath 9-0, but then lost to Turlings 5-3. Country Day uh, lost twice this week. They lost to Lusher, and they lost to Christ Episcopal. They're probably going to be out of the top 10 next week. Sterlington beat Calvary Baptist 2 to nothing. Lost to a good Live Oak squad 1-0. But then uh, tied Washington Parish and West Monroe. Uh, Pope John Paul II um, tied Slidell and lost to St. Louis. So Pope John Paul II, uh, I think, rightly belongs in the top 10. Glenmora lost to Pineville and Benton, then tied Delta Charter and Lafayette Christian. Uh, other teams that we need to watch out for, of course, St. Fred's. They beat West Washington 4-2, Union Parish 2-1. 
and then they played them again one to nothing. Uh, must have been a tournament result. So we, you need to keep an eye on them. Homa Christian beat Catholic Point Capee nine to one. They're six and five. Ascension Episcopal beat Abbeville four to one, but then lost to David Thibodeau one to three. So um, Calvary Baptist, I think we ought to keep our eyes on. Also, uh, they beat Menden three to one before losing to Sterlington two to nothing. Okay, um, that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, we'll have a wrap-up on the showcase. I might have some coaches' interviews from the showcase um, coming up later on this week. Uh, coaches, don't forget, it's exam week for a lot of our kids. Uh, school has got to come first. Uh, make sure that you alter your practice schedule accordingly. And kids, make sure that you keep up with your studies. And uh, uh, that 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 is of paramount importance. Um, um, pace yourself well. And, uh, and I hope that all of you have a great, great exam week. So we'll see you next week. Carpe diem in Christ. Um, may God bless you and your families. This will do it for the December 17th show of Monday Night Football. Uh, take care. Uh, this is Coach Alan DeRitter from De La Salle and, um, and uh, Soccer Innovations of America, along with my producer, Andrew, my son. Um, we wish you all a very good week this week. Take care.